Nate Taylor is in studio with Cody and Gold. Tuesdays at 1 o'clock, 610 Sports Radio. KCSB Kansas City, WDAFHD2 Liberty. Always live on the free Odyssey app. I had to let that play a little bit, and then you just cut it. But that's fine. Um, so, Chiefs Bears uh, this weekend, um, or today, in fact, uh, Kansas City, Chicago, Chiefs 12.5-point favorites. Uh, Nick Bolton, Richie James are both out of this game. Travis Kelsey obviously back in there. Isaiah Pacheco, we'll see. Um, you know, everything that is involved with that. But uh, one thing that I found interesting this week is that from now until the end of time, Patrick Mahomes and the Chicago Bears will always be, uh, will always be linked together. And I guess the reason for that is because the Chicago Bears, way back in the day, decided to trade up and draft Mitchell Trubisky, which, you know, you can't see the future, right? You can't see what, you know, is out there. You just, you, you go on what your scouts tell you, and this was just bad information. But there was also um, a story one time that we heard on 670 The Score, uh, sister station in Chicago, and uh, former host here, Danny Parkins, had Patrick Mahomes Sr. on. And there was conversations that the, you know, the Bears were going to draft. Um, they were going to draft Mahomes. They talked about it. They, they, you know, they put it into motion. They thought, hey, here's, you know, something we could, you know, whatever. And uh, it never happens. They drafted, you know, Mitchell Trubisky. Later on in that draft, the, the Kansas City Chiefs would trade up. Tenth overall, draft Patrick Mahomes. And... It's kind of a loaded draft, actually. I want to say it's like Miles Garrett, Patrick Mahomes, Christian McCaffrey, Leonard Fournette, Jamal Adams, Sean Watson. Names all over the place. And you remember the last time that Mahomes played against Chicago? We got a little bit of a petty Patrick Mahomes moment where he threw a touchdown. It was either like his fourth or fifth of the game, and then he started counting to 10. Right? You know what that meant. He was counting to where he was drafted at because he doesn't forget. Like he knew that there was some sort of connection, that there was a chance that he could be drafted by the Chicago bears and imagine franchise via franchise, right? Like franchise changing quarterback, generational talent, or as the late great Therese Paler would say, a generational unicorn, right? There's no secret who the best player is in the NFL. 325 in a red Jersey with the number of 15 will be what you will see as the best player in the NFL. And today, I believe the stat was today, with 228 yards, he'll be the fastest quarterback to record 10,000 passing yards, surpassing Matthew Stafford. And the thing that's interesting about Patrick Mahomes, if you can take the microscopic view of week in and week out of gameplay and zoom out of what we've already seen is tier one of a probably three to four tier year career, Tier one is a Hall of Fame career, right? You put the first five years, let's say he plays 15 years. He has a three different eras of a career to keep throwing Taylor Swift stuff in there. But tier one is Hall of Fame. Two MVPs, two Super Bowls, two Super Bowl MVPs, 
five consecutive AFC championships, all at home, the win-loss record, the numbers, everything, Hall of Fame career. You're now in the second tier of it. And what you can see in the difference between these two franchises, because the Bears got to a Super Bowl with Jay Cutler, or I'm sorry, Rex Grossman. Like, we remember that Super Bowl, that Devin Hester returned it to the house, Peyton Manning, the rain, Prince played at halftime. In fact, he was quoted with, hey, Mr. Prince, or whatever they called him, or artist formerly known as Prince, or hey, symbol, RIP to the great Prince. The one live concert I'll never see that I'm very disappointed about. He said, hey, there's a lot of rain in the halftime forecast. What do you want us to do? Do you want to do anything? He said, make it rain harder. That's the kind of dog that Prince was. And you see where both of these franchises have gone since that 2016 draft. The Bears took Trubisky, no longer in their system. They've had three head coaches since. They're on their third. In fact, their offensive coordinator, or their head coach is now the Chiefs offensive coordinator and probably will be the guy that steps up in Andy Reid's place unless something comes along. And the Chiefs, since that draft pick, and that draft pick has been a starter, they have not one, but multiple division championships. They've been to five consecutive AFC championships without even getting outside of their home. They've been to three Super Bowls and won two. And the guy they got in the draft is the MVP twice of the league and twice of the biggest game in the league. You see how important it can be to get it right at one very valuable position. And you see teams all around the league. Philadelphia figured it out, right? Their GM, probably one and two with Brett Veach. Howie Roseman, Brett Veach, I'm not going to get mad at your pick. It's like saying, do you want Justin Jefferson or Tyreek Hill? You could sit there for 18 hours and have the argument of each way. It's like TJ Watt, Nick Bosa. I'm not going to get mad about either one of those picks. But at quarterback, it's so vital to get it right. The Chiefs spent many years trying to get it right, getting Joe Montana, getting Trent Green, failing in the draft year after year after year, passing on Jim Kelly for Todd Blackledge, seeing what the Buffalo franchise was outside of the Kansas City franchise. Four consecutive Super Bowls. Didn't win one, still went. Beat you every time it mattered in the playoffs because they got it right at quarterback. And you had to take in an older Joe Montana. We all remember that game, laying on the field, holding his head, beat within an inch of his life in the old days of the NFL. And now you look at Chicago. And I'm not trying to just dump on Chicago, but you look at the Bears, right? And you look at where their franchise is as of today. We heard the audio from earlier. I'll play it again. Justin Fields and his whole I wasn't blaming coaching, but I said coaching. This is what I mean. You guys do your job for clicks. I still love you guys. A lot of back and forth. And since Justin Fields has been the starting quarterback for them, he's 5-17. and 17. He's been sacked 108 times. And his game last week didn't look any good. And they got to figure something out. Because when you miss on a quarterback, you put your franchise behind two to three years. You look at the Colts, right? They had Andrew Luck. 
he had had enough. He was done. He had made enough money. Football wasn't important like it was to him anymore. He stepped away. And since then, it's been like Carson Wentz, Phillip Rivers, Matt Ryan had to draft a rookie. Now they got to develop that rookie and get him ready, right? Getting the quarterback position is key. Now, I'm not saying everybody's going to slam dunk it like the Chiefs did with Patrick Mahomes. But doing your research and getting it right where you need to get it right as a quarterback. And the Bears didn't do that with Trubisky. They passed on Mahomes. They passed on Deshaun Watson. They took the kid out of North Carolina. Who at the time, he looked like he could have been a good pro. He was quick, good arm. Now he's on his third team in six years. Chiefs versus Bears. Chiefs are 12 and a half point favorites in this game today in Kansas City. On the other side, we'll talk about what the Chiefs need to do and what I said earlier in this show, which was take care of business plus Jay Binkley, the football guru of this radio station. He'll join me in about 30 minutes to finish up this show on 610 Sports Radio. Listen to After Hours Dusty Likes. Back in on After Hours, coming up in just a little bit, probably like 20 minutes, Jay Binkley will join me for the final segment of this show as we'll go around the NFL. We'll talk this Chiefs-Bears matchup. And then after that will be Josh Vernier, your voice of the Royals. And uh, in pregame, you have a chance to win two tickets next Sunday's season finale against the Yankees. So if you're a closet Yankees fan or you like to go see the judge, maybe for a third time this year, crank three home runs in a game, uh, all you got to do is uh, call in and do the pitch cock. Get the question right. Under 20 seconds, you can go see the Yankees for free next Sunday afternoon. Chiefs play a night game that week. You can go to the Yankees game with free tickets. Head over to Hollywood Casino, hang out with 610, Vinny Pasquantino and everybody, and watch the Chiefs take on the Jets and probably win again because it'll be Zach Wilson. But we talked about this earlier in the show, and I wanted to bring it back up because I wanted to talk about how this defense – potentially could be a top five defense. Now, earlier on, when you looked at the schedule and you looked at the teams that you were playing in the first, you know, five to six weeks, you saw Detroit, good offense, Jacksonville, good offense, the bears, should they be on the up and coming? And now you kind of know where they're at. The jets, Aaron Rodgers, Garrett Wilson, Dalvin cook, all the guys that they had. We see where that team is now headed. You play Minnesota, decent offense. Kirk Cousins is thrown for 340 yards in back-to-back games. He's got Addison and Jefferson on the outside. TJ Hawkinson as a tight end. And Miami. And this Chiefs defense will be tested today. Not because of maybe the talent that they're playing. They will have a mobile quarterback they're going up against that is probably going to be playing a little bit angry. Right? It's no secret. I'm sure they know what the line is in this game. They know that the line in this game is more than likely on the back of their mind. It's 12 and a half, Kansas City. It's the second biggest line on this Sunday slate. The only one bigger is a half point Dallas over Arizona. But when you look at what this team is capable of doing on a defensive front, They can give Justin Fields a lot of headaches today. They can give that man a ton of pressure because with Chris Jones back and as much as he looked good last Sunday against Jacksonville, he looked great. You know, it's whatever. 
sat out the first game could have been a really big factor in that game. But either way, either way, your opinion about Chris Jones, my opinion about Chris Jones, they can differentiate. But he's dominant. He was one of the he was the highest graded interior defensive lineman last week. With the amount of pressures, the sacks, the, you know, not being blocked. And he makes everyone around him better. Guys like Willie Gay, Tranquil, Carl Loftus. He gives that secondary a little bit, you know, less time for the receivers to develop their routes because the quarterback's under pressure. Now today, they are going to be without their starting middle linebacker and Nick Bolton. That's a little bit of a concern of what I'll be watching today. Who steps up? Will we see more of a Leo Chennault? Will we see a little bit more of a Drew Tranquil type of performance today where they're just going to stay fast up front? Will we see them play like a Brian Cook, a little bit more hybrid than most? Nick Bolton is a guy that you might not always watch a game and be like, damn, that guy. Sometimes you do. And the Super Bowl, you definitely did. He could have been the Super Bowl MVP if that second strip fumble was a, was a touchdown. Or that whatever fumble you want to call it would have been a touchdown. would have been two tuggies for Nick Bolton. And the thing that is interesting about this defense is that, one, Patrick Mahomes has never had a top 10 defense. And there's a lot of people that will argue the debate of Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, who do you pick in their prime? I don't think we've seen Patrick Mahomes hit his prime yet. I think that is coming maybe towards the end of this year and next year when he's a 27, 28-year-old male. That's normally when the prime starts to hit. We've just been so blessed and lucky to see it hit maybe earlier than most people ever hit it. But this defense today, if they can go in there and take care of business and do exactly what they should do against a beaten-up offense, right, There's no Mooney today. Claypool and the whole drama with that team is something. DJ Moore is yet to be the factor that he's been. Again, they gave up a first-round pick for him. They traded with Carolina, right? Carolina took Bryce Young. But the one thing that the Chicago Bears are going to try to do is they're going to try to take the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hand. Well, the only way they can do that is successfully convert first downs. They're going to have trouble with that today with that defensive line against their offensive line. I'm not saying their offensive line is terrible, but they've allowed Justin Fields to get sacked 108 times in two years. And this is a defensive line that gave Trevor Lawrence a lot of fits yesterday or Sunday last week. A lot of fits. And sometimes when there's blood in the water, and there are sharks circling, they find it, and they find it quickly. Now, I'm not saying that this game is going to be like Oregon and Colorado 42-6. to But if that defense is playing at the rate that they can with a top-five defense, and that offense figures it out today, you could see a 35-10, 35-7 type of game. Where maybe at the end, you know, we see Blaine Gabbert come in and take a few snaps. I do like the 12 and a half. I know the Chiefs are terrible against the spread. But if that defense clicks today and that offense with a healthier Travis Kelsey, a more trusted Sky Moore, 
Jarek McKinnon has a few plays where it's like the typical Jarek McKinnon play, which by the way, you may not recognize him today. He's got a uh, complete uh, blonde hair now. Like it's uh, like Cisco blonde when he did the thong song. That's not too inappropriate. But a top five defense in the making, they're not there yet. But just a top 10 defense and an offense that might be able to figure it out. It's bad news bears, man. Bad news bears. You know, I want to bring something a little full circle here. You yeah. talked about how Justin Fields has been sacked so much over such a really short period of time. Part of that is not just how bad the offensive line. Part of that's on him. Yeah. Right. There was a video going around Twitter where he was supposed to throw a little in route mm-hmm. and uh, that ended up going as a fade. And all he did was stare down his number one receiver. Right. That's all he did. He averaged like four and a half seconds to throw on those deep routes. I mean, that's crazy. So not only do you have a bad offensive line, but you have a guy who is not a pocket passing quarterback who's attempting to play like that and instead needs to just run outside. I think that's what Kansas City needs to watch today because Justin Fields with his comments we talked about earlier, Mm -hmm. I think they're going to have more quarterback runs because Nick Bolton's out, so you're going to test the rest of the linebacking core. That's what I should watch out for when we we face the, the Bears. Chiefs Bears 325 post game show, the Arrowhead Pride post game show on this station afterwards uh, with Jay Binkley. Coming up on the other side, Jay Binkley in studio to ride these final 30 minutes out with you and myself. After hours continues on 610 Sports Radio after this. Final segment of After Hours today. Excuse me while I kiss this guy. Is that this song? Do you have a problem with my music selection? No, I'm just trying to guess the, the song. I don't want to kiss Binkley, but I just thought that's what the line in this song was that he said. I never have a problem with producer's music selection. Ever. That's your part of the show. That's your personality shining through. No usher, but that's fine. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco listed as questionable due to a hamstring injury is expected to play today versus the Bears. Uh, Canarius Tony is a game-time decision. Nick Bolton, obviously out. Richie James, obviously out as well, as that was announced earlier this week. We're now joined uh, for the final segment by uh, Jay Binkley, who will be on the uh, Arrowhead Pride postgame show following the Chiefs Radio Network. So be sure to be tuned into that um, as we uh, will conclude this Chiefs-Bears game. I did see a report that goes back to uh, what Quentin had said earlier, is that there is an update from JPA football, so... However you want to do this, but uh, the Bears remain undecided, according to Jay Glazer, about committing to Justin Fields as their long-term quarterback. The Bears are planning to give him more designed run plays for him today, more plays where he rolls out of the pocket. Does this concern you with no Nick Bolton today with Justin Fields at a quarterback position? No, not much. Um, Drew Tranquil in the game, too. Keep in mind that Justin Fields has never had a game passing over 300 yards. They are going to use... His aggressiveness and versatility to run the football. And the bad thing about playing somebody like this, a desperate team like this, and I will call uh, the Bears a desperate team, is you never know what they're going to do. Right. I mean, they, they're playing on house money because it doesn't matter. And you know what? They can line themselves up for a good draft pick by losing. But I don't think they care. But I think Drew Tranquil, man, when you think about backups, we think about a you know, great backup quarterback. It's like Winston's great as a backup quarterback for Derek Carr. Drew Tranquil is getting a ton of stamps for the Chiefs. Uh, calling the defensive signals for the Chiefs today. Mm-hmm. He's no Nick Bolton, right? but he's close. He's a veteran. He's close. I mean, yeah. they, they brought him in for a reason. He's a great coverage linebacker, the best coverage linebacker they have. He's a run stuffer. Uh, they, he 
versatility to get to the quarterback. Had five and a half sacks last year, so I don't think they're missing a ton uh, without Nick Bolton. Drew Tranquil gives them an adequate player. And that Bears offensive line, not the greatest, right? They've allowed Justin Fields in the last 22 starts to get sacked 108 times. That's pretty interesting. Ten sacks, number two in the NFL. They've given up uh, ten sacks already this season. So this defense, we talked about it a little bit. I mean, I know I talked about it a lot during training camp as I thought this could be the year that they kind of step up and make themselves known, right? Those rookies all played, not all of them, but, you know, McDuffie missed some time last year and Cook as well. But, like, those guys, they, they know what it's like to get to a Super Bowl, win a Super Bowl, go through the long depths of a season. That, that ages a rookie very quickly. And I know that sounds kind of contradicting because of long season and quickly all that together, but this defense could possibly be the way that they're playing could be a top five defense. You look at Detroit week one, two touchdowns allowed. You look at Jacksonville week two, one touchdown allowed. I know it's a new day of football. And a lot of people hear the Detroit lions and the Jacksonville Jaguars in the same sentence say, dusty pump the brakes. Those are good offensive teams and, and, and they're not putting up points. And one of those games, you didn't even have your best defensive player. You bring in your best defensive player and you see how disruptive he was. And now you're playing a team in the Chicago Bears who are very low on the totem pole when it comes to offense. Take care of business. Continue to be that defense. And then next week, you get the Jets, who we know, you know, Zach Wilson. More that you're looking forward to see. This offense get it right or this Chiefs defense continue to trend up towards the top five defense. I like this defense. And going back to the whole summer, I've been saying this is a top 10 defense. Yeah. It was met with some resistance. Like, yeah, you sure? And I said, well, yeah, Chris Jones holding out, and he still is. Minahue, we haven't seen him in here yet. Not That's going to add another piece right. uh, to this defense. But 10 might be too low for this defense. Top five, like you said, might be more accurate. But I did feel it's a top 10 defense. They were 11th in yards against last year, so it's not like they had far to go. This is the best defense Mahomes has ever had. Not just saying it at the first two weeks of the season. I said this back in May. That this is how good this defense can be. But, no, this is this bodes well for Mahomes because – People always say, well, can they win a playoff game on the road? Well, it doesn't matter if the Chiefs are playing Mars, yeah. Venus, CVS parking lot, like Andy Reid said. It doesn't matter where they're playing. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're a better team on the road. I mean, right. Holmes is 16-0 against the division on the road. Yeah. I mean, this team travels well, but that's what defense does. You bring this defense with you, and it doesn't matter where you're playing. But this defense, the way they're playing, puts Mahomes on the field more. Gets him out there, gets more uh, time for Mahomes and whether the offense, because the offense isn't as explosive. Uh-huh. Matter of fact, the Bears and the Chiefs average 18.5 points a game, both the same. Uh-huh. But this defense gave him more chances with this offense uh, to score points uh, this year. And I think it's it bodes well for Mahomes. As far as these guys, the Fab Five last year, they were calling them. Uh, the five defensive backs that played in the Super Bowl for the Chiefs that were all rookies. Yeah. Uh, minus Nazi Johnson's because he's hurt. Uh, Spag said it best. You know, they're playing better because they've had a year under their belt, and it does matter because they already hit that rookie wall. Yeah. Like, you hit the rookie wall, and you saw everything an offense is going to throw at you, and they just become exponentially better. The other thing that a lot of people look at this game today, and I mentioned this earlier that I can hear my, my father yelling at me in my ear, is that trap game, right? This is a team that's, you know, beaten up. Their defensive coordinator resigns. There's the you know, the theft that happens, there's the investigation, all these things that happen. There's the Justin Fields audio of, you know, the whole coaching debacle that he pulls the media in again for like yeah. one minute. And it's like, hey, here's what I meant. Here's That's what classic. I said, right? Great week. Yeah, just not great when you're playing one of the more premier teams of the NFL, if not the premier team in the NFL. Um, this to me more seems like a, this is the week where it's not the preseason schedule or the preseason playbook that Andy Reid will sometimes pull out against teams that are just, you know, 
less superior to you. This seems like a week where it's like, hey, Doug on it. Let's get this offense right. Kelsey's back for the second consecutive week. He's obviously a little bit more healthy than he was the week before. Patrick Mahomes kind of knows the feel of his receivers. And then on the backside of this loaded question, like, do we now believe in Sky more that he can make that jump? Because last week, three for 70, 54 yard catch as well. And a touchdown is now the time that Kelsey's on the field. Sky Moore's on the field. You kind of see that Juju Smith-Schuster role with Sky Moore. Now, not obviously outside, but more so in the slot on the opposite side of Kelsey. Yeah, I think it makes a huge difference. And to start with the trap game. Yeah. It, if the Chiefs were rolling everybody and, and this offense was crisp and they looked great the first two weeks, I'd say, yeah, this mm-hmm. could be a trap game. But the fact is, the Chiefs haven't played that well offensively, and they know it. Right. The Bears give me a great chance to work things out, man. The Bears are the perfect team at the right opportunity. The Chiefs don't take anybody for granted. Right. And especially for Chicago. I, I it's either gonna be an ass kicking or just the whoa, Bears whoa, are gonna whoa, play whoa, cl- Sunday, completely close. what well, you say it all the time, Dust Man. Not on Sunday. Oh, you don't say it on Sunday? Sunday we try to keep it clean. Really? Yeah, you know. All right. People coming out from the word. They're gonna kick their butts. There you go. See, I can bring it to surface. When has Dusty ever corrected me? On Sundays. When? When? Just on this Sundays. This is the first. Now, Sky Moore, I would yeah. like to see uh, uh, him develop more. Again, 70 yards, that's great, but 54 of them came on one reception because right. Mahomes got out of the pocket. The defense all chased Mahomes, and then bleep. and it left him wide open. Right. Yeah, he caught the football and did exactly what he should, but, I mean, pretty much every receiver in the National Football League makes that play with that separation that he sure. had because of Mahomes. So you don't know, so you're not fully in the trust of like what we call the circle of trust, which a circle is, of trust, right? Yeah, and you know, because was that I, De Niro? Hey, fuck, are you in yeah, my circle of yeah. trust? We got close again. Uh, <laughs> we did, but I didn't. You <laughs> yeah. know, Gaylord. Uh, oh, Gaylord. Yeah, that's his name. Uh, Gaylord sure. Fokker. Yeah, proper noun. We're good. Goes by Greg. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You ever milked a cat? I have. Yeah, I can't do that. <laughs> Sunday. Oh man, I want to so bad. Uh, but before we get into the the, the other teams in the division that matter, um, I just I feel like with Kelsey on the field, it helps uh, give Sky more of that crutch. Now, like I know Week One, Kadarius Tony had a terrible game. I don't think he's going to play today. I know he's a game time decision, but you and I both know he's he's made of glass. He's like the Chiefs version of Adalberto Mondesi. He's great. Shows you that, you know, last week he had what, like three receptions on the first drive. <laughs> so much like talent, man. And then the next week, Canarius, you text me. It's like we yeah. get the announcement at the same time. It's like we're both getting ready to see who can get it first. And it's <laughs> Canarius Tony mispracticed due to a toe injury. This seems like one of those games where, like, if Sky Moore is going to do it and earn the trust of Patrick Mahomes, this is that game. Because we know what we know what Watson is. We know what, what MVS is. The three question marks we have are Justin Ross, Rasheed Rice and Sky Moore. And for me, the role that Sky Moore plays, that's the one that needs to get the trust from Mahomes first. I just wanted to see a receiver develop for himself yeah. because of himself, not because of Mahomes. Right. Because how many times have we seen Mahomes make somebody great? I mean, going back to Albert Wilson, when he had the huge game against the yeah, Denver. 10 for one game, One big game, now all of a sudden he's on the back of the milk cart and you never heard from but Albert he Wilson. Paid. And guess what? Juju struggling mightily yeah. uh, with the New England Patriots. And Mahomes almost got this guy 1,000 yards and would have yeah. had he stayed healthy for the year. Sammy Watkins. Hardman. He hasn't done I mean, anything this year for the Jets. McCole Hardman's done nothing. Yeah, so McCole Hardman, throw him into the Mahomes, Mahomes made me club. <laughs> but I want to see receivers step up on their own and be yeah. a great talent. You know, despite Mahomes, 
and just when you, you couple them together like peanut butter and chocolate, you get this Reese's Pieces yeah. and be that guy. I'm waiting for that guy, that person. And I liken Andy Reid to a major league manager at this point. Mm-hmm. And you know, Dusty, as long as you've been doing this and covering baseball, you remember Ned, always get those questions one or two weeks you know, into the season, the media would be asking him, well, who's your sixth inning guy? Who's your seventh inning? Now mm-hmm. when it's HDH, you kind of knew the answer. But it wasn't just HDH off the bat. Right. Luke Kochaver goes down with Tommy John. Wade Davis, hey, guess what? You're not a starter. You're a failed starter, but you're going to our bullpen now. Then all of a sudden the story of Wade Davis right. emerged. But you ask any manager like one or two weeks in the season, who's your seventh inning guy? Who's your eighth inning? Now they probably know their closer. But sixth, seventh, and eighth, they don't know. So ask me a month in the season. And that's where, guys, you trust them for the sixth inning, seventh inning, eighth inning. I feel like this is the way with Andy Reid. Mm-hmm. It's kind of just like a baseball manager figuring out who his sixth and seventh inning guy is. Who's somebody I can trust to catch the football at all times? Who can actually create separation? Because the Chiefs are having a tough time creating separation. Who's that guy that I can trust? And Justin Watson's been one of those guys. Noah Gray's been kind of one of those guys. I mean, them getting catches is not by coincidence. It's just that they trust them in certain situations to deliver. I want to see Sky get in that circle of trust, and he should. He was Dick Camp Pat every single time mm-hmm. down in Texas. Sky Moore was there with Patrick Mahomes every single pra- practice in Texas. I'd like to see that emerge. Kadarius Tony, yeah, he's got the ability. We know that he actually creates separation. <laughs> like, that's the yeah. one guy that actually creates separation. Right. But then again, am I going to get excited if he goes out and gets eight for 156? Maybe a little bit, but I'll temper that excitement because I want to see him do it the next week. Yeah. And if he does it next week, oh, gosh, then he's hurt again yeah. for another two weeks, and you can't count on that. You have to be able to count on players. So right now I think uh, Sky Moore, Rasheed Rice, definitely those type of guys you can count on if they show something because they're, they've proved durable. Which is nice that those are your problems of can you get it right, can you figure out who's who, because there are massive problems within your division and within your AFC division. And we can start in L.A., Right, They go to Minnesota today, and they play a Vikings team that's, I don't know, an enigma right now. Kirk Cousins is thrown for 340 yards in both games. They have the best wide receiver in football. Debatable if you want to pick Tyreek Hill, I wouldn't argue. But they're 0-2. They're at home. They got to get it figured out. They can't go 0-3. The Chargers are without Austin Eckler again. They're 0-2. Brandon Staley's seat has to be what is it? JC Jackson, a healthy he, back there after eighty-two million dollar contract last whatever year. Whatever that is, and <laughs> it's, it's hilarious. It's just and it's like we've seen this coming with Brandon Staley. Like his seat, what was it that? Uh, what was Hosmer's agent? He said it was he was hot magma was his market. hot magma. That's what his seat's got to be. Like Staley ain't sitting down. He's he, he's not sitting on that seat. I can tell you that right now. Chargers at Minnesota. I like Minnesota that game. Chargers go to zero and three. Vegas, they play on Sunday Night Football against Pittsburgh. That defensive line for Pittsburgh, you know T.J. Watt set up for a couple of sacks. And it's funny that the Raiders are favored. Right. Well, I mean, it's a home game and whatever. So I went Steelers. (laughs) Then you look at the Broncos and their matchup today. There's a chance the separation starts today. Is there any team in your division at all at right now, even though the Chiefs haven't figured out their team completely, that you have any concern with at all. The Chargers are still better than the Broncos. They're better than the That offense in L.A. is still good. I mean, it's still the fifth-best offense in the NFL. Now, their defense is a hot mess. But that offense, and I thought that Kellen Moore, I thought that'd be the answer. That needs to be their head coach. Their best coach on that staff is their offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Like, Kellen Moore should be it. 
By the way, his brother's the offensive coordinator, undefeated uh, Missouri Kirby Moore. But Kellen Moore was, was what, fourth in points last year in the NFL, number one in points in the NFL two years ago with the Dallas Cowboys. Mm -hmm. This offense is still performing well for the Chargers. That defense is what's so damn bad. And I know Eckler's been banged up. I, I still think the Chargers have more talent. Uh, the Broncos just they're not can't winning win this, today. The Raiders. The Broncos are at Miami. They're not winning that game. No, they're not even without Jalen Waddle. Yeah, Tyreek's going to have 11 for 220 and two touchdowns. Oh, yeah, without Jalen Waddle taking all those catches from Tyreek Hill. Two averaging oh, 375 man. yards a game uh, passing. It's going to be. So uh, Denver loses. Chargers lose. Raiders, whatever. Yeah, go that ahead and pencil the Chiefs for eight straight. That's what I'm saying. The Chargers are 0-3. Broncos are 0-3. We're not even to the fourth game of the season. And then the Chiefs get to play the Jets and Zach Wilson. Yeah. So Wait, what's the combined record next six opponents? 1-11? Sure. They so play like Minnesota the, after that. The, the next six opponents Miami. for the Chiefs is 1-11. And, right, and the one is, with the win is the Jets. The Jets. This is the time to get healthy and get some wins because, again, weeks 12 through 17, the Chiefs actually have less, less rest than their opponents, which is big because the Bengals, we thought the Bengals were going to be better. They're clearly not. Yeah. And the Bills are in that, and the Raiders twice, and the Raiders always play the Chiefs. So I want to bring I want to bring up the other two because I think there's three other teams of concern. I think uh, Baltimore's I think Chiefs Baltimore AFC Championship game as of right now. Um, Bills, I'm not quite sure if they're the same Bills. I think Dalton Kincaid will involve or will get involved more in that offense. Will start to develop more and more because they can stop you know focusing all on Stephon Absolute Diggs. Stud. Oh, big time stud, and. The Bengals report comes out that Joe Burrow could possibly be put on a short-term IR after he retweaked the calf injury. And we all saw the video where the owner came down to practice yeah. and said, get in the front seat. We're what do you think he and Mike Graham were talking about? And I, I know what they like, were talking dude, I just about. Because the Bengals never pay yeah. anybody. The Bengals never pay anybody. Never. And he's probably like, hey, dude, I just give you a ton of money, man. And, and I don't I do this. You. Yeah. And, and then he, Joe's like, hey, you going to pay the rest of these guys? Nah, we're good. Oh, then the Bengals are going to go back in their relevancy. They'll pay Jamar Chase. Joe Mixon will be done after this year. This shows you how tough it is to be good, Dusty. This is the question I had last year. Okay, mm -hmm. what I want to see is I live in the show-me state. I'm from the show-me state. Show me. Okay. Once you pay your quarterback, show me your viable team. Yeah. Because we haven't seen it. We, we know the Chiefs have been with Mahomes. They paid Mahomes. They're still viable. The Bills, we're still waiting to see what's going on. Right. But pay your quarterback and then be good because the quarterback takes up most of your – but Chiefs – Mahomes took up more salary cap than any quarterback winning quarterback in Super Bowl history. Right. So you got to be good with the, all the rookies uh, the Chiefs had last year. Yeah, Baltimore is one of those teams. I like to say that uh, they're better than Buffalo. Yeah. But the injuries just keep mounting up for the Baltimore Ravens. But Harbaugh finds a way. Harbaugh might be coaching just as well as anybody in the National Football League, not named Andy Reid at this point on how good he's been. But I think the Baltimore might be the team, and I thought they might be, even though they made the playoffs last year, might be the surprise team in the AFC because that team's good when healthy. But they've got to stay healthy. Lamar's happy now because he got his money. Yeah. Let's see him win. But there, Flowers is a stud. But there might be talk. If you're going to say, all right, top three-tier teams in the AFC, Kansas City. I still think Buffalo is. And you could throw uh, Baltimore instead of Cincinnati. Because this is two straight years they've been 0-2 to start the season. Last year it played out well, but this Last year. Last year it did play out well. They make the FC title game, but they're too banged up. And there's a lot of guys on that team not happy. And it Mike is, Brown's yeah. driving around his golf cart. That that was the clear indicating sign that Burrow wasn't playing this week. Or at least for the next couple weeks. I just want to know what he said to him. He said, you're not playing. You're wrapped up with too much money, and I need you towards the end of the season. <laughs> I can't, man. I hope. Because if he tears the calf. Then he's out for the year. Yeah. Then that week 17 game that's, 
you know, what, New Year's Eve? I like, I like how they ask all the teammates. They were asking Jamar Chase. <laughs> they were all speculating on what they yeah, think went and, on with the golf cart. we heard what Jamar Chase said earlier in the year. He's like, I don't want Burrow playing the first five games of the season. We'll be fine without him. Until I bet he- Jerry Jones has never even done that. Oh, Jerry? I bet he's never done the golf cart ride well, with the player. He probably isn't driving the golf cart. He seems like the guy that's like getting the back seat and Jerry's sitting there with sunglasses on and a suit. Have you heard of that AI thing they have in Dallas yes. at the stadium where you ask Jerry whatever you want? Yeah. What would you ask Jerry? Who was she? <laughs> that's your question to Jerry Jones? Mm-hmm. Uh. There was a girl in that press box not too long ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. Also, it's your question. Do you think it would answer it? No. You don't think the AI would answer it? System shutting down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, cool stat. I know you like stats. Patrick Mahomes, 228 yards pass today, gets him 25,000 in his career, making him the fastest ever since Matthew Stafford did it, and he will do it in nine fewer games. These are the type of things that we've been calling for a while that it was going to just year after year, there would be these stats that Mahomes would reach just at an astronomical faster rate than anything that we've ever seen. And Stafford did a lot of that with Calvin Johnson. It, it's crazy. Now, he was good. He was. Trust, I'm not dogging on Matthew Stafford, but nine fewer games. It, it's crazy okay. what he's doing. He keeps doing this. I think it's amazing too. Would you see that the 17 straight games they've not lost by more than four points? Yeah. I mean, it, it, they're always in it. That that not be the number one thing that's not talked about with Mahomes is how close he keeps every game. What only three games in the history. Of Mahomes, been they've been beaten by more than one score, which was what the Titans game, the Bucks Super Bowl game, and I can't remember the Buffalo. Other one. Buffalo, yeah. but that's it. Yeah. I mean, that, that is unbelievable in two regular season games. I mean, you look at the Tom Brady and all the time he got his blank kicked. Yeah, uh, early in the season because they did have that he does, man. Yeah. You like that? Praise God. You like that? Yeah, and it's pretty good. But a lot of court, Aaron Rodgers <laughs> has been known to get spanked. <laughs> By other teams, yeah. but, but Mahomes doesn't. He always keeps you alive, yeah. and that ought to be something that's talked about a like lot I just, more. I just look at his numbers, and I don't do it like a lot of people do, like once a week. And I haven't looked at his. I pro look at him every night. I bet. I looked at his Pro Football Reference page this morning. These are his numbers as a starter: sixty-five and seventeen. His completion percentage is sixty-six point two percent. He's thrown for 24,772 yards, which is about 8.1 in average. He throws four touchdowns today. He'll get to 200 touchdowns, and he's only thrown 51 interceptions. There's nothing that has to be more frustrating as a Bears fan to know that you took Mitchell Trubisky second overall and even let a guy like Deshaun Watson, who's a sicko, and a guy like Mahomes, who just makes everybody else sick in the league because of how talented he is, and watch that happen. Because you know what happened last time they played the Bears? Mahomes counted to 10 on his fingers. Well, would you rather be the Bears passing on Mahomes, or would you rather be the Buffalo Bills? They created a a monster in the AFC that you cannot get over, and you traded them the number 10 pick to get Patrick Mahomes. Would you rather be the Bears tucked away in the NFC? Trubisky did take them to the playoffs twice. It's it's still, the, the team would be much different. Or would you rather be the Buffalo Bills that they're constantly striving to be one of the top teams in the AFC, but keep getting disappointed for the guy that they gave Kansas City. I I think it'd be worse to be the Bills. It's tough how the NFL works because we remember back in, what, 84, the Chiefs took Todd Blackledge instead of Jim Kelly, and we had to watch the Bills go to four straight Super Bowls and, you know, always get the Chiefs in the playoffs. And then you fast-forward the clocks, and now the Bills get to see Mahomes do that. But look... I'd much rather be the Bills. The Bears aren't going anywhere. Their franchise is back. Uh, 
back, back, back. They got to get going. They got to do something. But I think I choose the Bills because they're still over the playoffs and they're still successful. Russell Wilson, nine playoff wins, but Holmes already 11. <laughs> Russell Wilson's already been to two Super Bowls and won one. That's insane. Love to see it. Vern, coming up next, your chance at the pitch clock to win tickets to Sunday's Yankees game in the season finale. Be listening about, oh, 12 15 for your chance at free tickets to the Yankees Royals next Sunday. Go be nice to people. It's cool to care. And uh, take care and be safe, Kansas City. Good night. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views.